Hey, this is Tony Soprano, and you're listening to Jersey Boys Podcast with your hosts, Dave Sturgeo and the Ernst Boys. I mean, I could give a shit about the Cowboys. We're in New Jersey. These guys got balls being Cowboys fans in Jersey. Anyways, enjoy. Well, whatever. How about this, What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Jersey Boys podcast right here, streaming exclusively on the Premier Streaming Network. And, of course, you can get this on the podcast version on the Chop Sports Podcast Network. Your host, of course, nationally known comedian Brett Ernst, and he's joined by myself, Dave Sergio. Brett, how are you doing, bro? I'm doing great, man. Doing good. Yeah, yeah. I, I, like, I love this corner pickup. I right, listen, there's a lot of stuff going on in, in cowboy land right now, which is why we have to kind of pick up where we left off. We we kind of knew, and I told the powers that be over at Premier, I said, Jersey boys is definitely going to be a little sporadic throughout the offseason, obviously when the season's going and the draft comes up and times like now the free agency stuff starts. Um, I definitely wanted to get more involved with the Cowboys and their media and all that good shit. So uh, a lot of stuff happened. Uh, free agency, the tampering period opened up on Monday morning uh, or at 12 o'clock rather. Uh, noon and obviously that gave the chance for the Cowboys to kind of either re-sign their own or start looking around and on day one Brett it was crickets there was nothing happening all the big names were all of a sudden like the bigger I tell you what it was a day and you'll love this because I know that you said this over and over again football is won and lost in the trenches and it was a day for defensive interior linemen and offensive guards they all got paid on one day. So it was just like they 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 took the the lead as far as being on the board on Monday. And uh unfortunately we lost one of our own in Connor McGovern signing with Buffalo. I don't know how you feel about that. Um you know he was well, we, he we was need, gonna be moved out a little bit. We needed him. You know um we, we do we need some offensive linemen which I, I I will give Jerry Jones I mean that's his specialty. I think so yeah yeah I mean he we've always had great offensive linemen so uh I think so. You know, I think I think we'll, we'll make that up in the draft. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think so too. He was going to be a depth piece, I think, because if you kick back in the kid, Tyron, uh, Tyron Smith, um, is obviously somebody that we'll talk about in a second. But then there's also uh, Tyler Smith, who you know, again, moved in in and out of the lineup as far as the um, which McCall, uh, the interior, exterior. He was just all over the place. Why do I feel like I'm getting? Wrong. There we go. Okay. I was like, when I said Tyler Smith, I was like, is that is that his name? Uh, it's been so long since I've talked Cowboys in depth. But anyway. Tyron and Tyler. Tyron and Tyler. So that could be the left side of your line. Uh, and then uh, Terrence, another T, uh, got a second round draft tender put on him. So if anybody wants Terrence Steele, uh, they have a chance to get him, but it would cost any other team a second round pick. That's what the Cowboys decide to slap on Terrence Steele. So, and of course, Zach Martin. I mean, look, his next payday might be astronomical considering some of those money that this interior lines got over the last, you know, 24, 48 hours. But anyway, crickets for the Cowboys on day one. Day two was huge. Um, it started in the morning where the Cowboys brought back Donovan Wilson to be in the safety room, which was great because he's going to be joining Malik Hooker, J. Ron Curse. So I know, I believe, I know I went in depth with Keith uh, over the the wants and the needs of guys we want to bring back. But when you look at a Donovan Wilson and the way he plays the game of football and he's just a hat on a hat and he will lay the wood, this is a big thing for them, right, to get him back? Yeah, yeah, it's huge. And uh, and then again, picking up that corner, I mean, our secondary now, you know, we needed, we needed depth back there because of injuries. Oh, and, of course. Uh, but, 
getting back to the interior, you're going to see like the edge rusher now, you know, is going to be, you know how the tight end was like a big thing the past five years? Mm-hmm. These edge rushers coming. So tackles are going to be a necessity now. Yeah, absolutely. Right now, uh, Tyron Smith is somebody that we have to address within the next hour or so as recording this, which is crazy. But anyway, the corner you're talking about and referring to is after that was done, they went out and they traded a comp fifth round pick, which again, you're you're rewarded these comp picks based off of guys that leave in free agency. And they took their fifth round comp pick, which is a pick they didn't even have about a week ago. Uh, and they traded it to the Colts for Stefan Gilmore. Now, now that's to me, that's them saying this is a need. We absolutely had to get better at corner. We saw how a lot of the games were resulting in just astronomical numbers given up on the other side of Tra- uh, Trayvon Diggs. But again, you stack Gilmore with the Diggs and with the returning of Jordan Lewis, and then you have obviously Deron Bland in his rookie year. You would expect some more out of that. And the guys I just mentioned, Donovan Wilson, Malik Hooker, J. Ron Curse, you're looking at something. I mean, look, I, I only follow specific people over on like nationally media kind of things for football, but a lot of people are starting to tout that the Dallas Cowboys secondary could be the best in football. Yeah, but I don't understand why we got uh, Gilmore for such a, a low pick. Well, the Colts, the Colts right now are in a little bit of peril. Uh, because they made a lot of bad decisions over the last couple of years, one being Matt Ryan, which they actually just cut yesterday. So Matt Ryan now becomes a free agent, which, again, teams would definitely take a flyer on him, probably not to start anymore. If he doesn't want to retire, he'll probably land on his feet, you would think, somewhere. Um, Baker Mayfield just got signed by the Bucks for a one-year deal. So th- there's definitely places for people to go. Um, our old friend Andy Dalton signed with the Panthers. Um, but anyway, the, to the Gilmore deal, they were that's a cap casualty for them. You know, they they just got him from Carolina a year before that. We have to pick up his contract then, right? Yeah, but his contract base is not as high as everybody else, you know. The reason why this was such an easy thing for the Cowboys to do is they can eat the rest of that deal and, and be fine with it. It's not and they made a lot of room over the I was texting you guys back and forth over the last couple of days about the things that they were doing to create cap space. They reworked Michael Gallup's deal. Dak got restructured. Um, who There was somebody else that uh, got restructured. Oh, Zach Martin got restructured. So a lot of these guys are now kicking the contract down the street a little bit. And I know that worries you because that kind of locks you in to these certain players like a Dak Prescott. It's not a full-blown extension. Not yet, at least. That's something they could still do. But they reworked the deal. You know how these guys are finagling this shit, man. I, sometimes I think the cap is an absolute myth and it doesn't exist uh, based off of some team's moves. Like three days ago, the Saints were in the red and then they paid Derek Carr $100 million. Go figure that out. Um, but with Gilmore now, what's up? No, I was going to say, but by Dak restructuring, it, it's it, – it, see, now, again um, – that that was my biggest concern is paying Dak all that money and not being able to to sign players we need. You know that speaks a lot for Dak to do that, and uh, you know that's to me that that was a that was a good move on his part. He kind of knows he kind of knows that this is this is it. You know what I mean? Like if he doesn't succeed this year, they do have outs if they don't extend him. So he knows that the only way they're going to add talent is if he decreases the uh, the contract that he has now. A lot of people are, again, they're questioning that because you're, you're looking around the league and what the Giants did with Daniel Jones is they gave Daniel Jones the identical contract to Dak Prescott, $40 million a year for four years, $160 million. And then they were able to add 
and uh, a Darren Waller in a trade, right? But Darren Waller's money is expensive and you look at their wide receiver room and it doesn't have enough. So are they going to be able to add more because of a, a franchise tag to Saquon Barkley? You know what I mean? Things like that definitely affect the team ability to add players. Now, after the Gilmore thing was done, they went out and they re-signed Leighton Vander Esch to what I'm thinking is one of the best chess moves of all time by the Joneses. This contract that they gave out to Leighton Vander Esch was incredible. I'll pull it up right now just because um, I was ecstatic about it's it because the, the contract, a deal, right? Yeah, it's a two-year deal, um, and uh, I'm looking for the uh, the actual specifics. Yeah, so here we go. Ready for this? Two-year deal for Leighton Vander Esch, up to eight million dollars. He gets a two point five million dollars signing bonus. Five million of the eight is fully guaranteed, right? But his roster base bonus this year is one point five million dollars against the cap. One point five. So, like this dude, he got his guaranteed money. And he got a massively team-friendly deal. I'm very surprised because according to what I was reading, there was a market for a Leighton Vanderesh. There was people out there bidding for him, but he decided to stay in Dallas and finish hopefully what he started, right? I mean, you would think. Dude, I think that I think that's a great, a great move. Um, you know, LVE brings a lot to the defense other than just playing. I mean, you know, he he knows it inside and out. Um, again, if if you're gonna defer then you got to defer to dan quinn and what he wants um and again uh, I, I i like my brother said we got to go big on defense man yeah. we still need that we still need that receiver though i i agree and while we solidified the defense a lot of people are saying that now mm -hmm. the defense is kind of locked in and and we'll see what happens i know your brother was in on bobby wagner and i believe uh, as per jane slater once the deal got done with lve it was it was kind of a done deal with with the hopes of getting a Bobby Wagner. I think it was an either or thing at the time, and obviously the cheaper of the two was going to be LVE. And credit to Van Der Esch, man, his year last year got him paid an additional two years because before last year, you know, we had our phrases for Leighton Van Der Esch. You know what I'm saying on this show, like, and it was that way. We were just like, oh, dude, is this, this guy ever going to pan out? Is going to be a walking injury? Is he Sean Lee all over again? But last year's resurgence, man, got him paid. So congratulations to LVE, man, for coming back on this defense on the historically cheap. Um, you know, I, I, I do like LVE, man. I mean, we, again, he has to stay healthy. Yeah. Um, I, I would love to see us pick up another linebacker, you know. so They're, they're uh, out there. They're out there. And, and while I think that teams are starting to take shape, there's still a lot of teams that are have to be uh, diligent to the cap. So if you're over the cap right now, as we record this at quarter to three on the East Coast, they got about an hour and 15 minutes to rectify their cap situation because the new league year starts, you got to be under that cap. So expect a lot more releasing to happen over time or at least restructuring. Now, the biggest one that we're going to talk about right now is the report this morning. I was at the gym, a perfect place to be when I got this report because I was already angry. <laughs> I was already lifting the weights. So I get the report, uh, comes out of uh, Clarence Hill, out of the Dallas uh, Morning News, which, again, sometimes people just read headlines and they go crazy about it. But there was reports saying that today was the day uh, that they were going to part ways with Ezekiel Elliott. Now, Elliott's been a running back for the Cowboys since 2016. We all know the story. The kid comes on, you know, jumps onto the scene with Dak Prescott, 2017 gets in trouble 2018 you know what i mean like the cabo thing the contract negotiations the big contract is why we put ourselves in this situation right now where you know just based off of last year numbers are down why because the the carries got cut into dramatically by a tony pollard 
And now you're looking at this contract and you're like, all right, I don't know, Brett, put your GM hat on for a second. If, if, if Zeke's getting half the carries and Zeke's getting half the workload and Zeke is all of a sudden your third down back once Tony Pollard is, is the guy, can you justify paying him $16 million? Absolutely not. Now, if Zeke restructured, I don't know if he still can. He can still restructure, right? He absolutely can. I I, I did speak to well, James Slater about this, and I, I said, look, th- it's a gut punch to anybody that's emotionally invested, like myself. You know, I know you guys call me Little Sturch, and I'm I'm too rah rah about these guys. But Ezekiel Elliott for me is one of my favorites to ever put on the well, star. To well, be honest, he, he, here's what Zeke brings. Um, again, he's an amazing red zone back. Um, his blocking ability is he's he's an I mean. He's one of the best in the league. Um, it's like having an extra lineman there when, when he's in the backfield, especially in passing situations. I mean, obviously. Um, if he can restructure, I'd love to keep him. See, um, yeah, but with him and Pollard back there, um, you know, it, it brings two different dimensions as far as running backs go. Mm. Um, again, Pollard's ability to, to hit the hole north-south, uh, and he also has that second gear that, that is, you, you know, you see in great running backs – Zeke does. He brings that when it's third and two, third and three. Um, you know, he he can get that extra yard, man. That extra, uh, you know, uh, after contact. Again, right. he brings Zeke brings a lot to the table, and you know, he is explosive. You, you haven't yeah. really see you didn't really see it that much this year, but he has that ability. Um, like I said, if we can restructure, I'd love to keep him. You, you see some certain reports saying that his he has no legs left. And then you see reports saying he's got juice left, right? So it's all of a sudden like such a conflicting thing about Ezekiel Elliott. And again, it all comes down to dollars and cents. And unfortunately, he's not worth what the Cowboys are paying him. Now, I asked other people, I said, is there a chance that it's not only just a restructure? Wait, hold on. We we knew that, though. We knew he's in that big money. We were like, Ugh. I mean, you can't really give him running back that much that it, it, especially in today's league i mean you know we, we we when they sign him for that much we all said what what are they doing this yeah. is going to end up to bite us in the ass at the, you know eventually um again and- what what's his value though with other teams and it, 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 i would think it would be in zeke's best interest to restructure and stay in dallas i think it would be in think- dallas's best interest and zeke's best interest i i think so too wholeheartedly i i truly think that if they can do this, and I, again, I'm not a, I'm not the GM. I don't write the contracts. I'm not his agent. Apparently, from what I've been told, the agent came in shooting high. He's like, yeah, we'll restructure. And then they gave Jerry and Steven a number, and they were like, dude, we can't do that. Like, that's not – he's not worth that right now. And that's unfortunate because, look, seven years in the league, the average life expectancy of a running back in the NFL is three years, four years max, right? So this guy's already exceeded all expectations of length, right? But like to me, if you can do a a leaner contract, meaning like can you construct something where it's just all incentive-based, meaning give them the league minimum, like whatever it is, 995,000 or whatever as a base salary. But if you get to 500 yards, you get a million. If you get to 1,000 yards, you get 2 million. If you get 10 touchdowns, you get 3 million. Those escalators can definitely be worked in if they wanted to do this and keep the kid. But I think much like, you know, unfortunately, much like the Aaron Rodgers situation in Green Bay, it looks like Dallas has already kind of shifted gears a little bit, right? And I don't like it. Again, one of my favorites to ever put the star on his helmet. And I don't like the situation of not having the guy going forward. 
But if 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 what their scouts are telling them that the, just, the juice ain't there or he's got no legs or whatever, you got to kind of listen to those guys. I know uh, in the world of free agency, no players stick around, right? Like it's just the business of football. I remember feeling this way. I don't know if I was friends with you guys. No, I wasn't friends with you guys yet. I don't know. I'll ask you. When the Cowboys parted ways with Des Bryant, how did you feel about that? Um, you know, it, it, it's as a traditional football fan and being a fan before free agency, you do, you get this, uh, this loyalty factor to these players. You know what I mean? Especially the ones that were productive in years where, where they, like they were the, they were the star when right. we weren't you know on, on top, so to speak. You know what I mean? Like, I you know, with Des, yeah. I, I love Des. Um, and again, you also see when they leave, nothing pans out for them. I mean, it's very rare when, when like, you know, a, a player leaves their, the team that they've made a name with where they really blow it up. It, it depends on how many years, right? Like right. If, if, if a player is with somebody for a team for like two, three years and they leave, they're probably going to be more successful than if they're there seven, eight, nine years and then go to another team. Um, again, now with the incentive-based type contract, that also has to, uh, uh, from Zeke's perspective, he's like, okay, well, if you're going to give me an extra two million if I make a thousand yards, but I'm I'm only getting not even half the carries, then it's That's, not going to be worth it for him. You nailed it. You nailed it because you I was know? I was like it too. I was like, there's no way. That's like that's like a lot of these GMs when like like for instance, um, there's incentives about percentages of snaps taken. Right. I remember when I believe it was. Carson Wentz's first trade over to the Colts that the Eagles would get a certain draft pick if he played 80% of the snaps, right? So if I'm the Colts, I'm like, then I'll just, you know, bench him at the end, right? Where he won't get those snaps. So now the, the Cowboys would put themselves in a situation where he's like three yards away from a $2 million bonus. And like, you know, you know they're going to do it. You know what I'm saying? So would, I don't think Jerry would do that. I, I, I what, what it is, is I think, you know, if you're looking at the game plan strategies, like, you know, again, Pollard showed a lot this year and uh, it, it's, it's hard to, how do I say this is, you know, we, 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 we love Zeke a lot. I, I, I think it's it's Zeke has to get his money, okay? Because you know he he maybe has two years left, mm-hmm. you know, for a running back to go nine years in the NFL, and he's been basically injury free, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, where Pollard just you know that was a big injury he got in in, in uh, against the Niners, which I'm sure he'll recover from. It, it's just Zeke brings so much to the offense that a lot of people don't realize, and and again, you know. It, with the pass blocking and also, you know, uh, on those screens, if you ever notice on those, you know, he's, he's out there, man. Yeah. I mean, listen, we've seen, I'm again, that was peak rookie Zeke Elliott where he was doing things where he was like taking 90 yard screen passes to the house. So yeah, obviously those were the good times. I meant on, meant on blocks. I mean, you know, 100%. The guys 100%. an exceptional blocker. And I, and look, I'm on that, on that, on, I'm on the other side of the fence when it comes to, you know, a lot of listen. What you see on Twitter today is just a complete uproar of people saying like he's washed, it's over, good, glad he got cut. And I'm sitting there like, wait a sec, you know, like just hold, pump the brakes for a second. Like, let's not forget what this guy has done for us. And maybe that's too much of my fanhood coming through. I'm saying like, but he's good for morale, guys. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. 
it's again, he, he, he made a good living. He did his job. I mean, like you, you can't look at it that way. You can't look at it like, oh, what he gave us. I mean, that's what he got paid for. That's his job. Right. What, what, what you have to look at is what he could still do for us. And, uh, uh, you know, is, can he still take the majority of the load uh, uh, of the running back uh, position? No. Um, unless, again, he's been – he's still been healthy. He's still healthy, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I, I think we, we he has some value left. It's just if he's willing to restructure. If he's not willing to restructure, then he's got to test his value in the market. If somebody's – I think a team would be stupid to uh, – Give him a ton of money to be their star running back. He's you know not, what I mean? He's not gonna, uh, yeah, he's not going to be anybody's number one. And I, I, I talked to my my business partner Chris about this. There's a guy in Detroit, Jamal Williams, who made like two million dollars this year, scored 17 touchdowns from inside the three. You know what I mean? So like that was Zeke, right? And he was making two million dollars, and he's not even going to be on that team anymore because they can't afford it. So imagine Zeke Elliott coming out there now. You tag Pollard. For ten, eleven million dollars, you cannot have fifteen to twenty million dollars tied up in your running back room. Where all of a sudden the league went from you know dominant ground and pound from when you know I was a kid and, and you were into the game, like where people was just run the football, run the football, run the football. Now it's an air raid assault where running backs all of a sudden, Brett, they don't matter anymore. Uh, yeah, I mean it's it's not the uh, it's not the error of the you know, you know, the franchise running back, that's for sure. Um, You know, but they get a guy like Saquon that, uh, you know, that, that the giants are going to spend a lot of money on that, you know, he's still, he's still performing. And, uh, you know, Zeke's performance has gone down. I mean, I don't want to beat a dead horse here, but you know, it's those, it's those other things that he brings to the table that I think if I was Zeke, I would look at it, go to Jerry and say, okay, what do you think is fair? What do you need from me? I would love to finish my career here. Um, and, you know, it, it, see, like, if he gets the same money, I, I don't think he's going to get what he thinks he, you know, what his agent wants. Um, if, if, if it's going to be the same money that, you know, Dallas can keep him and then another team's going to pick it up and he's not the, the star back and make, why would I, why would I leave? It, it would be a lateral move. Yeah. You know I would yeah. rather stay in Dallas and make it work. Apparently, the market for Zeke, according to like Ed Warder of ESPN, they said that possibly if Leonard Fournette leaves Tampa, there's your lateral move. You go finish your career in Tampa Bay with Baker Mayfield. I would hate it. But then there's a a very intriguing one. Skip Pete, his running back coach, is with Kellen Moore in L.A. All of a sudden, the Chargers are letting Austin Eckler seek a trade. Do you finish up? with Zeke over there in LA uh, and been playing the, in the turf and in the new stadium and all that other, all the shiny new toys that you got in LA with a great quarterback, Justin Herbert's, you know, he's going to be a guy that's going to be a dog in his league for a long time going forward. Do you finish there? I personally look, it's still, again, I'm like searching, look, looking at the phone every three seconds. It's still an hour away from at least the quote deadline, but I'm being told that the the announcement would come at four o'clock or tomorrow morning in a formal press conference where, you know, Jerry sends Zeke off in in the nicest way possible. I felt the same way, obviously, when Dez, and if you remember correctly, when Romo got hurt and Dak Prescott came in and then Romo got better and then eventually, you know, the the reins were given to Dak based off of Romo's speech, and we all know the story, 
But like, I was worried. I was like, I don't want Romo to play anywhere else. Like, I don't want him going to finish his career somewhere else. And luckily for us, he got the trillion dollar contract over at CBS and he started broadcasting, but we never had to experience Tony Romo go anywhere. We didn't have to experience Zeke Elliott. I mean, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Troy Aikman go anywhere else. Michael Irvin, like some of the guys that are cornerstones, but we have experienced this once before, but with a lesser player, I, I don't know how you, if you remember the, obviously you remember it, but like how you felt when DeMarco Murray chased the money and he led the league in rushing and then left the next year. This is a totally different situation because Zeke's on the back end of his career. Um, you know, as a fan, now, now, now we're talking two different things. We're talking about our emotional attachment. I mean, my, I, the first time I was ever devastated as a player is when Tony Dorsett went to Denver. And then, a lot and of then people, you, a lot of people you forget realize, that. You know, they, then you realize that, you know, that, that you're heroes. But uh, again, I was a kid then. As an adult, if, if you know, if, if I see Zeke in another uniform, I'm, I'm used to it now. I mean, you know, you, you had Emmett go to damn, uh, what was it? Where was he Arizona. at? Uh, Arizona. Arizona. I mean, you know, you, 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 I'm used to it now. DeMarcus you know, Ware uh, won a Super Bowl with, with the Denver Broncos. I'll tell you what was even worse with me is seeing my enemies in our uniform, like a Terrell Owens and, and, and a Deion Sanders when they were wearing the star. I meant that. All that, all that shit is it, that that doesn't affect me at all. I, I'm looking at the value of this player and what he can bring to the offense now, what we need him for. Um, you know, I'm not a little kid living in La La Land where it's like, oh no, my heroes. They're not my heroes. They're, they, I, I could be their father, right? <laughs> I'm looking at does the value does Zeke still bring value to this offense? And he does. And we also got to realize again. Uh, I keep hitting it. His his ability to protect Dak while Dak's back there. It, it is a uh, is an asset to him. I mean, now, you know, and I, I I think I think he should stay. I think it would be better for him. And you know, if if he goes over to the like you were talking about the Chargers, that would be the only other move that would so make sense. But he's what, not going to be their star back. Um, continue your thought. I'm sorry. Well, I was saying if he goes to San Diego and now he's their feature back, then that would make sense. But I don't really see. Every move is going to be a lateral move. If anything, it'd be a step down. You know, uh, he's familiar with the offense. His friendship with Dak—they're like best friends. I was just um, gonna—I was gonna ask you about that, Brett. In reality, that means, that means something. I mean, you know, you has to, right? You would think. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, you don't want to. You don't like I said. If it makes, if somebody's willing to pay more money to bring him in as a backup, I don't see that happening. So if he's going to move, he's going to have to be the feature back, which, again, I think that would be stupid for a team to give him that feature back money. And, uh, you know, because he, he may – he, you know, he's, he's not what he was seven years ago or, or six years ago. So, again, if I was Zeke, I would restructure, figure out a way. I'm sure the Jones have uh, a way of, of making it make sense for him. And I would stay another year or two and retire a Cowboy. Yeah, and we I, need him in that offense. I mean, again, when when that short yardage and, and the way he can, you know, he, he's a he's a short now. Now he's a short yardage back, but it's guaranteed almost. Yeah, I, I mean, his last play to be when he got fucking bowled over <laughs> as a center. That's exactly what I was. A lot of people are saying, like, could this be the last play? I'm like, oh, you really got to go there, man. <laughs> like, it's it's unfortunate, but it's true. That's that's the situation that they were in. Um, now moving past Zeke for now. Because we don't really, obviously, we don't know what's going to happen yet. Um, 
I would love to see other... Cedric Wilson. Now you alluded to that. You, you alluded to that in the group chat. Now, are you hearing anything about this this stuff? Because look, once Cedric Wilson went over to Miami, we were upset we lost him. But now he's literally buried on that depth chart. Like, is he? Is there any hope for him to emerge yeah, out I of that Miami depth chart? I think so. I know. I think. I think we should try and get him back. And my brother I, called it too. Keith called it. It's like again, th- this would be the same. I mean, not to go back to Zeke, it would be the same type of thing where like, okay, now I'm going to go. Now we got a receiver that was such a big part of our offense and knew the offense, goes to Miami. He gets buried behind uh, Tariq and, and Waddle, right? And now he, he barely got any burn. It, 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 would, it would behoove him to come back to the Cowboys <laughs> and we need him. And, you know, and, and he has no wear and tear. He knows he, you know, he know. Well, I guess they're going to switch the offense up now, which is, it's which is another, which is another. You know, yeah, we, we mean, don't know. He may not. He may not fit. Yeah, it's a conversation for another day because Mike McCarthy is going to take the reins over as far as play calling and all that stuff. So that'll be interesting. Look, there's been rumors of a DeAndre Hopkins to Dallas uh, for a possible second round pick. I would do that in a heartbeat. What about you? You you willing to part ways? Not a first. A second, you willing to part ways to get a receiver like that? Yeah, uh, I mean, you know, and considering we lost Noah Brown, and uh, you know, we, near and dear to our hearts, man. <laughs> yeah, playmaker. You know, my guy Luke Gifford. I, I wish we got him more burn. Bro, we got two two guys that that we liked here on this show are Gonzo. Uh, they hightailed it for good money. Listen, you know, Noah Brown made himself a couple extra bucks by going down south and playing with the Texans, which, again. He went from a team that's going to compete for a division to a team that's probably going to be in the shitter for the next couple of years. So chasing the money, got to do it, right? I mean, he's he's still young-ish, so you got to chase the money at that time. And, of course, Luke Gifford, special teams extraordinaire, might get some more linebacker play in Tennessee. I don't know. Um, we'll see about that. But I wish I wish, this, we, I wish we gave him more burn in our, in our defense. Because, again, I, I think we need, we need another linebacker. We need another – you know, uh, another strong outside linebacker, especially. I mean, I know we have Micah, but the way we, we put him on the he's edge hybrid. where he belongs. Right. You know, he's a hybrid um, player, so I wouldn't. But uh, yeah, I would love to get Bernard. Didn't Micah Parsons uh, tweet something about uh, Hopkins? Yeah, yeah, both of them. Micah Parsons and Trayvon Diggs. They both went out there and said, hey, listen, it's time. Let's go, you know, and Hopkins retweeted it with the with the big eye emojis, right? So he's just like, I think he's in. I think he's in. He wants to be a cowboy. Um, it's just a matter of uh, of Jerry and Steven ponying up the the compensation. I think they would have to rework his deal. He's got a he's a significant uptick from what we were paying Amari Cooper. So like that's you know, look, I think the Joneses at this point have realized that they made a mistake when they let Amari Cooper go because that took away your wide receiver. One, all of a sudden, CeeDee Lamb, who had a great year. Don't get me wrong. I think CeeDee Lamb is a wide receiver one in this league. It's just a problem with Michael Gallup coming off ACL, and then there was a smorgasbord of guys doing the third receiver spot, and we didn't – you know, it was just – it wasn't working out. So we need that wide receiver too. But imagine having a Hopkins and a CeeDee Lamb on your team with guys like Jalen Tolbert, who has yet to come on, um, obviously in the first year, or Simi Fajoko, or guys like that that we haven't seen yet, all of a sudden they can explore a new role. Michael Gallup, imagine him not having to be the focal guy on the outside, or maybe moving CD into the slot full-time. I, endless, I would, endless possibilities. I would love to see us keep Hilton. T.Y. Hilton's another one. I think that you can, you can definitely to, get him back for a league minimum. 
Yeah, get get him back. If we can get B-Hop and then get uh, CD and, uh, you know, Cedric Wilson comes back, that, that would be would be big for us. What kind of offense they, got, they have uh, planned, you know? What do you got, updates? Yeah, we got an update. Uh, again, wide receiver market is very, very thin. Obviously, they've – They've seen and shown interest in Odell. They've seen and, and now have shown interest somewhat in Hopkins. There was a little bit of whispers about Juju Smith-Schuster, but now Juju just agrees to a three-year deal uh, for $33 million with 22.5 earned over the first two years with the New England Patriots. So Juju is heading to play for uh, Bill Belichick and the Patriots under Mac Jones. So that'll be um, – that's interesting because, again, I don't know. I, again, that's – to me, that's – doesn't move the needle. He's got more TikTok followers than he does receptions, <laughs> you know, over the course of his career. Uh, so I'm not worried about that, but it's getting thinner. So now the Cowboys have to make a move, you would think, in the next hour or so. And, um, you know, we'll see where they go from there. But you and me are in agreement. I know Keith doesn't really share the sentiment wholeheartedly. He wants the defense built to the moon. And I think what they did yesterday helps his cause. But I think they definitely have to add another another weapon because look, they they're letting Dalton Schultz walk. That's another Dak guy who made Dak, who's going to get this guy paid. Um, and now you got these three tight ends that are in the room right now, and I think you can roll with them. I think you could roll with Hendershot, Ferguson, and Sean McEwen. I think all three of those guys played a significant role. Um, so yeah, I'm not really, I agree. The, I'm, I'm, a, I'm not in the tight end market at all. I think that's a that's a good deal. You no, know, we have um, we have we have some good tight ends that you know. I thought we for, we to keep four on the team. Was was you know surprised me, me too. Um, but you know again we also needed uh, uh, support on the on on the ends for for blocking as well. Right. Uh, again, I, I you know I would love to see us like I said pick up another linebacker and a Bernard Hopkins would be great. Keep Hilton and <laughs> what you called him Bernard Hopkins. What did I keep calling him? <laughs> you keep you call him the boxer Bernard Hopkins. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, listen. It, it, same, oh. same impact. Same impact. Listen, wanted, man. When you get older, knockout blow. <laughs> yeah, I did. I keep calling Bernard Hopkins the executioner, bro. <laughs> listen, I would love to see him. On, I'll take him. I'll take Bernard Hopkins on the field. Hey, if we get a fight on the field, that's what we need. Yo, Kadarius, you want to square up again, dog? Because we got Bernard Hawkins over here on the sidelines. They bring in the executioner. <laughs> he just comes in, just walks onto the field, like just, just uh, ready to go. <laughs> anyway, uh, dude, that's, look. yeah, that's a sign when you get old, man. Yeah, it's, listen. Uh, well, I've always messed up names, but the other, uh, the other sign. When, here's how you know when you get old is when you get mad when you can't hear people. <laughs> Why? DeAndre Hopkins is uh, the guy. I, I would love to pick him up. Let's do it. Let's do it. A lot of free agency stuff going on. The next time you hear from us could possibly be next week, the week after that. We'll figure it all out. Uh, but the free agency rolls on. The new league year starts at 4 o'clock Eastern on a Wednesday. So as you're seeing this, probably already started. And uh, the Cowboys have been active. And now I know the Cowboys fan base is definitely thirsty for another move. Unfortunately, one of those moves might be the departure of one do not, do not be surprised if we get Cedric Wilson back. That's all I'm saying. I'm, and, and, and I'm all for it. And if we can get De DeAndre Hopkins back, <laughs> if we can get <laughs> I, oh, hop, I hop back. Uh, I <laughs> 
Let's do it. Let's do it. That man will have sponsorships out the ass if he goes to Dallas, like D Hop and I Hop, blah blah blah. It'll be and Jerry's gonna be like, oh, that'll be great marketing. Let's get a T-shirt. Man. No, it's great. As I kept, I kept, I called him D Hop too, like Bernard Hopkins. Jesus. Yeah. So anyway. It's been a show. Thank you guys for watching. Obviously, subscribe to Premiere Plus for all the backloaded episodes. You can see this one for about a week, and then it goes right to Premiere Plus. So be sure to get involved there. What's up? What, what linebackers are left, though? That's what I went to ask you earlier. That that that, uh, that we could pick up that, that can make an immediate impact. I, Levante David was out there for a minute, but he actually just re-signed on a one-year deal to go back to Tampa Bay. Um I, I the the linebackers are thin, man. I, I I don't know. I'm I'm at a loss right now. I don't know off the top of my head, but I can look over. I'm just gonna pull overthecap.com, which is my favorite website for all this stuff. Uh, let's see here. By the way, I would love Matt Ryan as a backup as well. <laughs> no, I I'm with you, dude. I listen. I'm with you on that one. I and my buddy Greg is a 49er fan. And he thinks that, you know, what if Brock Purdy and Trey Lance are no go? And and now he, they just signed Sam Darnold. And he's like, bro, would've, I would have definitely loved Matt Ryan. You know, and I was like, yeah, it's not a bad. Not a bad I, I would love J- uh, Jack Ryan as a, uh, as a backup. <laughs> the guy from Hunt for Red October. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So some, uh, some available, let's see, snap count. Some available linebackers. Oh, a Nick Morrow was rumored. Michael Gelkin, Nick Morrow played 99.8 of the snaps over in Chicago. He actually played very well last year. So Nick Morrow is available along with Rashad Evans. Uh, Levante David, I said, just resigned. Outside of that, Eric Kendricks, I believe, just signed with the Chargers. Um, and that's it, man. Devin Bush, he's out there. He's okay. Uh, Jalen Smith, any interest? Because <laughs> he's a free agent. <laughs> he can go. Bye, Jalen Smith. Who's the UFC fighter? Rashad, uh, what was Rashad Evans. Rashad Evans. Oh, it's the same name? <laughs> it's literally the same name. That one you can't screw up. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you guys for watching. We'll see you next time. Appreciate you. Hey, this is Tony Soprano, and you're listening to Jersey Boys Podcast with your hosts, Dave Sturgeo and the Ernst Boys. I mean, I could give a shit about the Cowboys. We're in New Jersey. These guys got balls being Cowboys fans in Jersey. Anyways, enjoy. Uh, whatever. How about this, Cowboys?